Welcome to the Writer's Block. I am Todd, and this is Andy. Uh, we are back to the old grind of making regular videos and not doing interviews. Well, we're not doing interviews this time. Maybe maybe next time or sometime in the future, you know. But yeah, we're, we're back at our uh, selected topics in writing. And today we have quite a doozy. We have, would you like to uh, tell the audience what our topic is for today? Uh, world building and character building part two. <laughs> yes. So if, if you are enticed by such a topic, then you're not going to want to miss what comes next. All right. So I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's very dramatic. There. That was good. That was very good. <laughs> dramatized. Yeah. In, in my, in my mind, sometimes I'm a, I'm an announcer, you know, at, at some, something, I guess, I don't know, whatever it goes, you know, you know, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Hopefully, if not, I, I can't explain it. I think I might have a mental disability, but anyways, <laughs> let's get That's into it. the topic. Say <laughs> um, so yeah, world building. So, I I enjoy world world building. To be honest, probably more so than character building. I've always enjoyed world building. I've talked about it, about uh, the worlds that I build were built in my Minecraft servers back in the day and how those influenced my plans and ideas for my fantasy series and this world building is just it's just creation it's putting your imagination on full blast and building something either building a taking existing structures and then making it your own you know like you know new york city if you wanted to create a dystopian new york city in the 2100s you know and all the history of the build to get to that point in time and all the events interactions and politics and culture that leads to that point and the new cultures that you have to build or the new whatever's i find it to be one of the most entertaining parts of the whole process what, what about you your what are your what are your thoughts on world building oh i i, I enjoy it it's just it, it's tougher for me to, I guess, stop and outline and do it like, or like build it before I start the story. Like I have a whole, I have a, you know, manila or a pad here of, you know, character outlines and, you know, I have a little blip on, you know, my town, but I, I don't, I guess I have never really, when you said culture and politics and all that other stuff, I've never thought of, Oh yeah, never thought of it like that. I just, for me, I have a little blip. Uh, and then if I don't like it, I later on, I just scribble out what I have. Like I don't, and even in my story right now, which I still have yet to work on another week goes by and I haven't touched it. That's, <laughs> Wonderful. Same goes uh, to many of us. Uh, well, I had plans on doing it on Sunday, and then I got the booster shot, and it just, you know, that was a whole laying in bed situation. But yeah. I digress. Anyway, didn't quite boost your motivation to write. Yeah. I see. Good one. That was that was good. Uh, anyway, I don't think you really mean that, but okay. Anyway, so I, um, I guess touching back to that webinar series that I explained, one of the authors talked about just kind of writing and seeing how everything flows. Like she talked about, I think 
the more of the character side of it, but I kind of do that with the world building where I'm just kind of writing and seeing what, you know, if this actually works the way I have it set up or I need to tweak it or just add more as I'm going to it because I don't really outline what, what the town is other than the population and, um, you know, it's a little bit of history, but that's like one or two sentences. I did draw a very poorly drawn map <laughs> on this. And it's like, I don't know if I really need to sit down and have someone look at it and be like, this doesn't make sense at all, even no, it, though it's fiction. It doesn't or, have to. I like, wish I had prepared. I, I have maps that I've written. Like this well. is, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it's just kind of like, it's a bunch of scribbles. And then I have a, I don't even really have a, oh, and then I have stuff written down next to like big sites. And then I think the X's are, I don't even know what the X's are. Maybe houses. Oh, there is just X stores, shops, and businesses. I don't even have houses on here. I'm going to grab some maps, but keep talking. Okay. <laughs> and then, so it, like I have, I don't know, logging museum, hardware store, like the entrance into town, the lake that it's based around. Um, and then I have a, a compass, which is very important. So um, that's, that's pretty much how I do it. I know it's different for you anyway, as you come back to, to life here in your chair, but it'd be interesting to see if anybody, any of our listeners would comment and see if, you know, how they do it or if how, well, first of all, how my map looks to normal people. Cause I've compared to compared it to one other author that I've uh, read before and they had like a map and it was kind of the same, a little bit more detailed, but I mean, obviously mine is just a very sketchy or very loose sketch of everything as a, but uh, it also goes, you have to do more research too, because I have two schools, which I guess for the population would make sense, but it also, it's fiction. So I don't know how accurate that has to be in that sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the maps, they will, the world itself, I mean, it serves the story generally. So if, if you know certain information on a map isn't necessary to tell your story, then omitting it isn't you know, won't be a crime. Yeah. Also, I hope that my folders aren't too loud. I know my microphone is right here, but so the maps that I have. So, like, okay, so I've got two sets of maps I want to show. This will be really quick. Uh, the first one, so I got maps for this that fantasy series that I've been working on for most of my adult life at this point. And then I have the the maps for that Fair of the Human book that I released in 2018, I think. So anyways, the so the, this is like the overall map that I have for, this is probably gonna be very difficult to read because of my crappy camera, but. Oh, it's on the, okay, I yeah. got you now. Okay, it's I like, didn't realize it was taken on a rug. Yeah, it, it's very, uh, well, you know, I will say I, I made this, for myself i didn't expect to ever actually show people this but um i have multiple other like you know handwritten maps where i show or i have like you know this is like technically supposed to be a continent 
and each one of these little blocks is a kingdom you know uh, you know it's a fantasy game or a fantasy <laughs> series so they're all kingdoms uh, but each of these kingdoms is ran in this so there's also different time periods obviously like for these worlds you, the world itself spans five thousand years or so um and this map is in one particular time period where these war baron clans ruled each of these uh kingdoms and certain clans were united against other clans and such and such but then you know in different time periods it was ruled by entirely different species you know like because they got you know it's in fantasy you've got elves you've got orcs i don't have orcs but i have a couple different types of elves those uh you know were part of it he was here's another map of you know it all the little dots are just cities or ruins from a previous era because whatever but yeah these aren't really detailed maps i would say but they're you know something in that direction and then i I'll go over here. I don't I can't remember if I have it in here or not. But uh <laughs> so for my fairly human story, it takes place in Florida. So here's my really crappy map of Florida. <laughs> and it's uh it's got a sort of it shows the um uh, movement of the feral the ferals in the book, you know, the the zombies over time. And I kind of use that as an idea of how they were spreading in relation to the progression of the story because you know there's these hordes of zombies you know they're existing outside of the bubble of safety that the characters are in in a particular time and i also have maps of um, you know, the united states and how uh, the world that we know kind of breaks down after these events i had more maps there's a map somewhere of uh, i want to say so there's a, a portion of the story takes place in winter haven i think i can't remember because it was a long time ago and i don't know where it's at but i had a map that's the one that i actually wanted to show it was a map of winter haven and it was um it was like eight or so blocks that were just blocked off that they were trying to build a sort of safe haven in although i can't seem to find it so i'll probably just call the day on that one so how detailed do you i guess how focused do you do you make your maps like how much time and effort do you uh, it's spend hard. on them well okay so for the for the fantasy stuff i spend a lot more time with them because it's it's a higher degree of world building because i'm you know i have to i have to be more aware of where things are at you know not just location but also uh climate terrain you know is this a desert is this a forest is it just rolling plains and so there's a lot more to consider when making those maps, but the maps I made for Fairly Human, very basic, rudimentary. Um, I'm not, I'm not spending a lot of time trying to make a super detailed map. I just, you know, you know for the most part, the maps, I, I use the maps as a, I wish I could find the one I'm thinking of. I use them mostly to just have a sense of what the town is like, I guess, or what the, Anyways, um, yeah, for fantasy stories, super detailed, oh, super detailed as, as much as I can. I'm not a cartographer, but everything else is more, you know, if I need a map, you know, 
I guess, you know, why do I need a map? What do I need a map of Winterhaven? It was, I think the idea there was trying to figure out, you know, like, okay, where is, where are munitions being stored? Because, you know, they've only got so much space, you know, where are people sleeping, you know, where are like refugees, stuff like that. This is because the, the camp in that map, it was after, you know, like the Tampa Bay area had kind of fallen to the ferals. And so they were, they had just had a huge um, massacre where they were, they were held up at this enclosure in, I think it was like Fort Meade or Bartow, which is a really, you know, small town in central Florida. And then that fell to the ferals. And so here they're like trying to build something that can withstand the hordes. And I don't know, I, for whatever reason, I just needed a, something to see. But it's, it just needed to be detailed enough. But I mean, also like, most of these maps I'm just making for myself, so I have an idea of where things are. What are okay. But like so the, you, the maps in the, for the fantasy series, so like if that were to, those could end up in the book, so they can the actually book, see okay. what's going on. So those you'd want to pay more attention to, because it, when it comes to finding St. Pete on the map, you know, you don't need my crappy map to find it. You can Google it. But if you want to find, you know, let, let me just look at one, one city in this one. Like if you want to find, uh, Glamorgan, you know, <laughs> you're gonna need a map because you can't just Google that, you know. Which honestly, it's a weird name. I made this map a long time ago, but yeah, there's a lot of you know, it, a, a fantasy map would be more, you know, beneficial in a book than, or a, ma a map in a fantasy book would be more beneficial than most other situations, but I don't know. I'm out of breath. What's, what about you? <laughs> what are your, I, your, your maps? I, for, uh, I, I mean, my one, I only have one, but like I said, it's just to kind of show where everything is. I don't know if it's, I guess for, for now, it's just for me. Yeah. Because again, I haven't really expanded on anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if I sat down and expanded on stuff that, uh, and in situations that I guess, um, places that these people visit then i can go into like the detail part i don't know it kind of reminds me actually of the part uh in la noir the video game i have still need to play more of to kind of like boost i think if i start playing that again it'll kind of boost my need to write a little bit more here because i said last week that i wanted to uh have like my manuscript done by March and it's December 10th already. Yeah. <laughs> and then, cause you know, and then I have side projects that I want to do for my website, which I put one out today and that's what I've kind of been focusing on a little bit more, you know, so I can keep my fans happy because I have so many of them. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're out there. They're, we have a small fan club. But it's very tight. It's a tight knit fan yeah, club, I guess. We are. We have Letterman jackets. With our individual numbers on it, we do. So it's it's taking transitioning towards like focusing on that more and like that taking a step back to my website. But anyway, parts of like the the murder part of that uh, storyline, you're a detective, murder detective, or whatever. And then for like the grant, without getting it away, you're finding you're searching for the serial killer, and he keeps leaving clues around different places. And each place that you visit, 
that you get right. I guess it happens throughout the entire storyline, but it the uh, the name and then the established like when it was built like pops up in your right hand corner, even if before you go in and visit it. So that's kind of what how I look at it without giving out too much information or like backstory because like for maybe a, a random hardware store, I have the hardware store owner. I've mapped him out, but if it's, if it's his per se, if it, if he owns it, like if he's been the, if it's family run since 1935, I'll put that in there. But if he just happens to be the hardware store owner, then it doesn't really matter yeah. in my opinion anyway. Yeah. I mean, I most of the time it all just, if it serves a story, then it's yeah. worth, you know, that extra step. But so you, you said before you don't consider, or you don't really take into account the culture of politics when you're. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean building. a little bit. Cause uh, there's a, there's no, this town is so small. There's no mayor. Oh yeah. There's a common council. Okay. But there's no mayor. So it's, so you kind of have that. You, you could explore that more though. I mean, yeah, I, I need to sit down and do that because, I mean, the towns, you know, where my properties are in New York, they don't have mayors. They're so small. They don't have mayors. Yeah. I mean, that, that, it's actually, I mean, it is a, I don't know if it's, an, I don't know how common it is, but I mean, commission forms a government where there's no executive or strong yeah, mayor so figure. It's I mean, a, it's, but the thing is, that's a kind of a, at least for me, that's kind of a, from my perspective, it's. I don't see that too often. I don't know if that's just because they don't have it doesn't happen as much in Florida, but that would be a neat thing to kind of explore in the story where you know well you know, I, know I, I, or... I wrote one little blip on how the police chief was making his first press conference ever about something. I'm not gonna give the, you know get it away. But I just put a blip in how he had to wait until like the common council like kind of told him where to, to swing it and what to yeah. say. And it by he didn't care, but it was annoying because he had to like quote unquote be politically correct with these people. So it's kind of I'm trying to come like build a little tension between the two groups, even if it's not a whole hell of a lot. But yeah, it's something I have to also sit down and do research on and yeah. explore a little bit more because i think the, the politics i mean i tend to you know i mean i i think i just enjoy politics too much to not look at it when i'm making stories i, I mean you're world. majoring in it so it makes sense yeah so like like for example um even in my, my fantasy books you know like it when you try to think of like oh what, what politics like in a, in a fantasy setting it's like well it's even probably even more that's the right word consequential in a way than in in well, man, I, don't, I don't want to say that but it it's still very important you know um you know, between like warring families or clans or uh, there's one particular story that i'm working i mean i'm working on a number of stories in that series but one series one, one of the stories is a sort of political rivalry between this like lead warbearing clan which all the, the clans are human and then there's this uh, sort of royal elven house you know they're, they're like kind of like the leading uh leading powers amongst their race and there's you know a bitter war that they fight and then there's 
they kind of end up working together at some point. I mean, I probably shouldn't say too much of the stuff since one of these decades I'm going to actually release a book about it. But um, that that rivalry, that dynamic that goes back and forth, is something that exists between them throughout the entire series. You know, and that's one of the political things that happens there. But also, like the the dystopian series I'm working on. I mean, dystopias are really political in nature because they're, you know, pointing out a potential future that we're leading to or, a, a, you know, an outcome that we're heading towards that maybe we should try not to get to, you know, if we can avoid it. And so, like, in a right, way, yeah. like, it's, it might not be as direct as, you know, other things, but it's, it's still very political. And especially the, in the culture part, too, um, the culture of a town, you know, what's like, for example, your town, it sounds like some of the culture might be uh, political correctness or something like that, you know? So, like, that's something you could explore. Maybe there's a, a sort of cultural rift between the town, between people that are like, hey, you should be considerate, and other people that are like, you know, don't be such a baby, you know? So you could, you could well, explore it, that sort of dynamic. It's, there's like a little bit, there's a there's a hint of racism in there between, without giving too much away, a council member or two, I can't remember how many I had, and then like, the, the the deputy the second in command guy i put that that that's like i don't because he's uh african-american yeah. and uh so it's it's kind of like old school in the sense where so when i where yeah. i when i see the because you it, there's some small towns especially where i'm from <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of uh, yeah especially yeah. the more north you go and it's just like it's well i mean i see a lot down here but i mean high schoolers back when i went to high school they had them on the back of their truck yeehaw trucks and yeah. like it's, i don't know if they fully grasped what the hell that flag actually meant because yeah. they they would wear like their boot like the style at one point was <laughs> cut cut off tees uh jeans and then boots like work boots or whatever and then they yeah. dip like that that was that was a style at some point yeah, when i went to high school yeah. so yeah. i'm trying to like combine like taking that yeah. experience and like having these somehow these people in office mm -hmm. quote unquote still yeah. have these perspectives yeah. well, I mean, and so they don't like I mean, there's, I mean, there's multiple ways you can do that i mean oh, for one i just want to add on like, that's kind of um like why you see that up north and in the south is like it's more of a urban rural slash small town yeah. divide where like you know it's i think you can go to any like you could go to like rural washington state where which was like not even a part of i think it's just a distant territory when you know the civil war was going on but like surely you could find stuff there like confederate stuff there in the rural areas or idaho you know something like that. anyways for your small town you what you could do now, this is like you know, when, I, when you go to like world building, it's like, okay, well, if there's a, a rift or a divide, why is it happening? Well, maybe a lot of people are starting to move there, but maybe some manufacturing company just relocated there and there's jobs coming with it. So people are coming with it. And, you know, some of those people, maybe they have more progressive views on, you know, society. And that's clashing with the existing culture of, you know, this is how it is, this is how I want life to be, and this is how it should be. And get that woke stuff away you know what i mean they could have that yeah. clash of cultures and that that's why I, uh, it's one of the things that i you know it's gonna sound weird but like one of the things i love about the world building is when you build up these these 
kind of uh, different groups and different ideologies and ways of thinking, and then you throw them together and see what happens. It's like, well, that's your your conflict, your story. You know, yeah, you can well, have a whole it, other political story going on in the background of your novel of growing tensions and you know protests and all that stuff. If you well, want to it. dive into it, yeah. It, well, it's it's because it's most of how I look at it. How the town really survives is the summertime. Yeah, because that's how I've grown up seeing that. If it's a touristy town, it's jam packed. You get the people visiting these small shops. You know, having they're buying the the local stuff, but also having year round residents too. Yeah. So it's a mixture of both. You have the seasonal ones who live, you know, across on the lake, blah blah blah, and you have the residential ones that live kind of more in the center of town. Where they're yeah. kind of like, which, where they're kind of like, get these, you know, tourist people out of here. We could, end so, up, like, if you wanted to really spice it up, you could have maybe a, a brand new ski resort opens up, like just a couple miles away out of town. And all of a sudden you have year round traffic of tourists. And then that, that ends up being kind of a, a it's both good and bad because you're, you're bringing revenue into the city, but also you have more people all the time. Yeah, that, that's that's your con. That's your story. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your secondary story. You could have like you have this serial killer running around the town, but then also you have growing tensions in the city, and maybe you have this killer getting away because the police are focused on like these skirmishes that are happening, or this you know maybe this protest over here. And it could it could be something like it won't. Maybe I'm not saying you should not, do any of this. So I'm just saying. Well, no, that if if I use that, it wouldn't appear in my first one, but it could definitely appear in like a second or third one because I have I have like a side quote-unquote crime going on and like this one wow and they're focusing on i catch the serial killer who you know goes around and dumps people into buys water well one body of water without giving too much away it's it's a decent sized lake yeah at least like six bathtubs of water maybe eight yeah that's that's american using units of measuring right there yeah (laughs) Goes to but, a gallon bathtub. But. So I guess transitioning into, I got because character building kind of goes hand in hand with this. How, and I think we've touched on this before, but do you take, do you make sure you've mastered the, the world before you build the characters or is it kind of here or there? Because it seems like you, you seem hyper-focused on your world. And then if that's the case, then you, would you go and build the characters that, you know, follow certain criteria or do you kind of have an idea as you're building your world? It depends on the story. So like when it comes to, this is probably something unique to fantasy, this fantasy genre and even like sci-fi in a way is that the world itself, like it, you have to know the world to know the story writing in the world, you know? So for the fantasy series, I, I do hyper focus on world building because I want to know I want to know the world. You know, it's easier to write a story that takes place in Florida because I, I I know it already. There's a whole lot of work that's already been done for me, and so I don't hyper focus on the world too much for like for the fairly human book. Like all I added was I, I didn't really add anything. It was just if anything, just plotting out this sort of forest road trip as this, as this family has to like escape zombies. You know, it, it's world building is super easy, super super much pretty much done. Like it's not even a major focus 
just a couple of things, but not really. But so I hyper focus on world building with fantasy genre stories. Everything else, it's more of a background process. So I don't know if that answers that or not, but um, yeah. So I think I, I think I I'm like when I first started doing this last year, um, I th- I've definitely focused more in on uh, characters first because I like I have a bunch. You know, this is all blip. This is a blip. Blip. I, they're not too too long, but it's. Uh, yeah, I just kind of have, so I have an idea of what, who the main characters are going to be. And then I have more characters that I actually came up with in my short store. One of the short stories that I had, I think that I put one or two out there. One, they had two of them. But the first one that I posted on my, uh, my website just magically, you know, created these two park rangers and it, they fit. And so I kept them in. So I wrote them down and I kept them in my, uh, for my novel because actually they would work well with, you know, the other characters. And then I have townspeople who appear in the book and it's just a list of like hardware store owner, grocery store owner, defense lawyer. Uh, I do have mayor in the town written down on here. I don't know if I'm actually going to keep that or not. School teacher. Make it so that the mayor of the town is just like a dog or something, like a St. Bernard. You ever heard those stories where the mayor of a town is, you know, they just elect a puppy or a dog? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like a school teacher. And then I have the common council men, members. Oh, okay. There are two racist people in that. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be a, an American town without that. No, would not. So that's kind of like I just write little blips usually, and that's how I do it. And then I try to. There goes the sun there. Sorry, sun's coming through the blinds. But uh, I usually focus a little bit more on that, but not even that to the extent of you doing like the world building. I guess I I don't know if I need to start focusing a little bit more so i have a more idea of direction you know like my world building when it, when it comes to non-fantasy stuff it's just uh, yeah I, I look at you know what what is different about this world than the existing world you know or what needs to be different and then i just create that and then that's it you know so mm-hmm. for the fairly human book the one thing that was different was that you know there's a a presidential administration that was working on a, a bioweapon or something like that for defensive purposes and it accidentally released you know whoops and so like you have to kind of create that sort of backstory you know and maybe you know why was this being done you know what are the origins of it was it a, a terrorist attack way back when and so they wanted to uh, some you know some background and so you can you know, that's the kind of world building I do for that. But beyond that, it's not, you know, like for your story, it's probably like you don't have to go that in depth. It's not as necessary because you're mostly just adhering to an existing world, you know. It's an existing world that 
it, it doesn't exist, but if people like for your sake, like for you as an example, or yeah, other people who have never been to these, these small towns that I, you know, have like witnessed, like visited during the summer, but I've also gone in the wintertime. I've worked in one of them. Yeah. You know, during the wintertime and it's just, you don't understand how dead and desolate it it can get. Yeah. But like weekends, but what it means is like, you're not creating that environment though. All you have to do is explain what you already explained. Yeah, that's true. As opposed to like, you know, building up a a fictional continent, fictional cities. Yeah. That's true. You know, Kings or Queens and then fictional races, the history of the, like, you don't have to go that deep into it, you know, that's what I like about, that's why I say like with Fairly Human and other books, I, you know, it's easy to write those stories because, you know, I know Florida pretty well. Like I wrote about, you know, we're going to even a little bit up in there a number of times. I wrote about uh, Daytona Beach, but there are a number of times. It's easier to, you know, to just take the existing information that I have, put it on paper. You know, the the hotel that they stay at when they're in Daytona Beach, but they, they stay at it. I mean, the town's basically deserted when they stay there. So they kind of just, use this hotel as a sort of base of operations. But the hotel that they're using is a hotel that I stayed at when I would go to Daytona Beach with my grandparents, you know. We went to the same hotel every time until a hurricane kind of destroyed it. But, you know, I didn't really create much. I just took existing information and then, you know, adapted it to my story. So it's not like all I had to do was just describe the I don't know, the the city, you know, it's, we, we stayed at a, we, we made base at a hotel that was on a beach that was separate from the mainland. And the bridge that led to it was, you know, blown up because the enemy forces did this or that. You know, it's just little things that it's not like too deep. You know what I mean? All right. So, so when, when it comes to your, your novel, it's, you don't have to go too, too in deep, too, too in depth with all the creation. You're just kind of like, I mean, unless you want to like go further, that you could build a deeper story for the background of the city, or you know, yeah, yeah like, I guess. Like, it, it if you're, if you're talking about pretty good. Like, just real quick, sorry to cut you off, but like, no, you're good. With your uh, when you're talking about this race issue, I mean, you could you could take existing um, uh, racial histories, or racial racist histories, and apply it to your story. Like, there's a there's a story of a town in Florida called. I think it's like Ocoe or it's like O C O E. It's a it's a massacre that happened years ago, probably like a hundred years or so years ago, where Okeechobee. Uh, no, no, it's Ocoe, like O C O E. Oh, okay. A small town, I think. They basically it was considered like well, it was. I was just reading about it the other day. Um, there was a election going on, and in an effort to stop. The black residents from voting the the white voters basically killed everyone that was attempting to vote and for like the month afterwards ran everyone else out of town and for like six years afterwards it was a predominantly white town because they ran out every, pretty pretty awful yeah pretty awful and the reason i bring this up is you could apply that like if you wanted to dig deeper or build your town deeper you could take a situation like that and apply that to the background of your town and say, oh, well, you know, you have a couple racist council members. Well, they should be more considerate of the town's history. You know, if 
because in, let's say in this town, maybe they had a similar incident where in the election of so-and-so, you know, white residents drove out the, the black population and then seized their property and all this stuff, things that have historically happened, you know, you can, it depends on like how deep you want to go with the history of your city, you know, how much you want to world build, so to speak. And then you can draw on that further with your um, political correctness and stuff where like you got the one character that's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm racist, yada, yada, yada. And then the count everyone else is like, you know, it's not, you know, it's not about being politically correct. It's about acknowledging past injustices. You know, you can have like a really interesting, you know, story within the story there. But it just depends on, you know, how deep you want to go with it all, you know? Go, yeah. So, and that's a big thing too, is just taking, taking other stories that have happened around the world and then kind of maybe adapting them to your, you know, fictional world, your fictional city and seeing how it helps or hurts a story or maybe produces an entirely different story, you know? Maybe, maybe your serial killer, you know, after adopting this new sort of idea, maybe a serial killer becomes more of a, you know, racially based killer or something, which I don't, uh, from a couple different angles, you know? Well, this serial killer is definitely, he definitely has one, it's definitely one type and it's definitely for one reason and one reason only. So it's not going <laughs> to. Fair enough. It's not going to. Maybe future, I'm, maybe future novels, a, you know, yeah. maybe the next novel that comes out, if there's a sequel, maybe it's going to have to be a sequel the way I'm going to have it. end. that's funny because you, you say I have the idea of the first one or I have the idea how it starts and then how it ends. And then the roadmap is just, so squiggly, puddle squiggly. Of water. yeah, yeah. Or maybe, maybe the third book could be a character who wants to enact revenge for the massacre that happened, or it could be a follower of the commission member who maybe they got removed from the council, but he thinks that the massacre was justified and that they need to continue doing it. You know, maybe they need a new generation of it. You know, you could, you could, like, depending on how you craft your world, you could do some, you could have some amazing stories. I'm about to write one. Now that I think about it, <laughs> you know, but I get all excited just thinking about it. I, I will say, I gotta say, world building. I know we keep trying to go to character building, and I keep kind of going back. Well, I, I mean, because it, it definitely seems like for the both of us, I mean, you're definitely more predominant in the world building part. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like 50 50. Yeah. So it's interesting how, because for me, like, I realized my, my, uh, I guess my biggest strongest asset when it comes to a writer is short stories that I can think of at the top of my head. And I don't have to think about the, the outside quote unquote BS. Yeah. And I'm just honing in on what's going to go, how it's going to start and how it's going to end. And kind of just like, boom, 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 four points. And that's how we're going to end it here. My, I feel, I definitely see the struggle is where I have to, I can't just sit down and write. I have to do act more research than I've normally done. Yeah. So not, not too much more though. I mean, I it definitely the, how as long as they have a detailed outline. Like, yeah. I, can't, I know we've talked about outlines before, but do you do, you do detailed outlines or is it more of a go with the flow kind of thing? It or a little bit of both, well, maybe. It's a if so it's like character, character like these two king pages are they ripped, but characters. More characters, more characters, more characters. 
more characters. Okay, and then I have like opening scene outline and then chapter intro or character or chapter ideas, you know. Yeah. And then and then it either or and then it cuts to the same thing, sort of thing. Okay. Uh, and then but then all and then to see if I have a prologue, but that's kind of it. I I need to sit down and actually go through this more. I forget that I have it sometimes because I put it in my um, my big file folder that I have because uh-huh. my cat was chewing on it a couple times. I caught him chewing on it, so I'm like, I don't want him to ruin it. <laughs> so that I hide cool. it and then I forget about it because I don't see it. Yeah, there's um there is a program that my uncle recommended to me, and I I don't remember if it was Scrivener or if it was something else, but you can basically create, but you can produce your outline online you know mm-hmm. through this program it's not like you have to be online on the internet but it's another way to organize that stuff if you well, wanted after, to get away from the cat so it's well, after what happened to my computer i yeah i prefer to have stuff written down i, I will say i'm I, I do enjoy having handwritten notes as well yeah. I, I tried out scrivener for fairly human and it worked but it wasn't my preferred way of doing it so i that was the last time i used it yeah it's though it is a nice way to organize stuff thankfully i had all of like the stories that i had written already on my website before yeah my computer decided to blow up on me and then i had to like factory reset it practically i would say next time you're in a situation let me know ahead of time because i I think there was i think there would have been a way to get those files off before wiping it I have um, I, I have some, some technical doodads that that may have been able to help, but uh, it, it aside from that, yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. So yeah. now I have all my short stories on like the one document mm-hmm. for Microsoft Word. So if something blows up again, it's yeah. on like that the the one drive or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say I have a couple things in my Google Drive. I have a couple of things I think still in my Dropbox too. I just let them sit there just because, you know, one day maybe I'll need them. Even though like I don't update them. So I'll go and update one book, you know, do grammatical corrections or some something else. Like a lot of the times it's uh, or I don't want to say cosmetic stuff, but like getting the margins correct, getting everything more properly formatted. Stuff that I should have done originally, but I didn't know what I was doing, so I didn't do it. But, yeah. I will say, when it comes to the what, dichotomy, I guess, of world building versus character building, I probably do focus too much on world building, because I, sometimes I feel like my characters are just uh, two-dimensional, you know? Yeah. Like, like I'll have maybe one really good fleshed out, like the main character will be fleshed out, and will be uh, pretty well developed but then like everyone else all the supporting characters are just kind of like two-dimensional background characters that are like i am person i breathe you know and they're not really good enough but well maybe you should uh, take the technique is that one author can't think of her when i talked about the webinar where she just sees she just kind of creates the characters as she writes and and then see if it works like what who works with who yeah yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. That's one way to do it. I've also heard uh, one kind of like dumb way to do it, I guess, or quote-unquote dumb, is just 
take a character, give them a flaw, give them a, a positive trait, or give them a positive ability. Like basically, like something to make them interesting. Something that makes them. Uh, God, I can't even think of the words. Okay, uh, basically. Create somebody who's like cool but not perfect, but seems kind of human, and then roll with that. It's like a there's a quote of that somewhere. How to create characters that aren't just you know two dimensional, but yeah, which I, I thought I followed. But I mean, I also this is a, like my own critique of my own work. So, like, I hired a couple editors to go through my work, and they, from what I recall, there wasn't they never said anything. I don't recall them saying anything about character building. I don't think, but I've been meaning to go over some of my old uh, edits. But there's a lot of good, useful information there. You know, not just for the the work itself, but for feature writing. But yeah, definitely hire editors if you can. If you have, you know, a lot of money hanging around that you don't spend, you know, yeah. especially if well, you're I- living at home and you don't have bills, <laughs> definitely do it. Yeah, I definitely. Well, you got, and I got to have something too for them to look at too. Yeah. That's important. It helps. It does help. It makes the criticisms a bit, you know, more substantial. I guess it's more substance yeah. to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, character building is it's fun. It's not it's, as fun as world building. Yeah, yeah. It's and then for me, it's just kind of like. You got to do it, so I just kind of do it, yeah, just to, you know, to help push the story along. I mean, it was it was interesting to like see how I wanted to flesh out these people, so I have a general background, but it's just like something you have to do. Yeah, I guess I have more quote unquote fun and interest in actually like flushing out the crime and how it takes place. Yeah, and like how you're gonna itself. find it. Yeah, yeah. I can I can understand that too. Like with with my fantasy series, I've like I created the world and I I created historical figures, you know, historical families. I've I've got some families that I have their entire lineage traced, like thousands of years, which took a lot of like I kind of you know, took time, I guess, but like it wasn't it didn't feel like work. It's more like just building this, you know, extensive history. But the there's a few you know, events throughout history that happened in that series. And those stories are really fun to make. Like that's um, like the, the wars that happen between rivaling clans or rivaling families or how like, you know, all the clans they unify at one point, but then after an event that I won't specify because one day I'm going to write about this. At, at one point after that event, the clans kind of start to fracture and there's a war and some clans have to leave and they, you know, and then, or the, you know, the, during the one particular time, there's like two different group of elves, and they basically fight each other until an entire species just, just dies off, <laughs> you know, or some species exist. There's, there's two subspecies of elves in my fantasy era or genre fantasy story. I can't speak English today. Um, there's two subspecies of elves, and they're fighting an endless war. One of them wins, the other one just disappears, which. The disappearance part is actually explored quite a bit, and because there's a lot of people, you know, there's gods, there's magic, it's all this stuff. And so, writing all the stories as they involve all of those factors is it's a lot of fun. But also, like when it comes to the fantasy genre, like the reason why I haven't published anything yet is because it's 
it's just so there's so much you know and i i really i want to wait until i'm until i can dedicate like all my time to it because yeah. that's not something i want to half-ass because that's kind of my that's my i don't know my star child i guess <laughs> you know of all my works that's the one that i'm you know i'm really focused on long term i mean this is a, a series that i plan to make several entries in. you know uh, i i think i've got stories for at least six or seven books at this point all throughout you know the history of the of the series and maybe even more beyond that you know with any luck i'll be the next georgia r mark you know there you go <laughs> i don't expect it but <laughs> not going to stop me from trying exactly that's it that's a good thought process to have. We have to, we definitely have to work on our own thought, mental thought processes and how to boost them and say, oh, this is pretty good and, and promote it more than once a day yeah. or once a year. Yeah. One thing that would help me quite a bit is just not having to do schoolwork, you know, and then also not finding other excuses not to do writing, you know, because that's my, my issue is like, I'll, I'll use school as an exam, as a, um, as a reason for why I can't do work as an excuse, you know, even though like, I could still do work here and there, which I, I've been doing short stories, which, you know, if you want to check them out, toddbyron.com. Although there's some, you know, sad stories in there. So, you know, there's that, but viewer discretion is advised. I was going to say, do we need to, do we need to put that disclaimer that we talked about in yesterday? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's probably, really not, it, but uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, it approaches some dark territory. I'll just say that. Not nothing like you know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to get into that story. But uh, uh yeah, this you know, yeah. Anyways, check it out. Just um, check it out, regardless. Yeah, yeah. If you want to read some sad stuff, but anyways, um, I had a point. I, I still do short stories, but I want to wait. Once I'm done with school. Then I won't have any more excuses not to do work. And I, I think my, my main focus next year is this dystopian series. That's actually, I think I've got three book, three books planned for it. One's like a sort of, uh, they're all, they all take place in the future, but in different spans. The, the first one I think takes place in like the 2040s or 2060s. And the second one is in the 2100s. And then the third one will be probably like a century after that, but each one kind of documents this sort of, it, it's, they're all dystopian. So, you know, get, get that out of the way, but they're all going to document the sort of historical change of, you know, not historical, I don't know how to describe it. Just basically it's going to, yeah, it's going to be dystopian. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of words today. That's okay. Because, I mean, I have, I kind of have an idea for this series to go at least four. Yeah. Maybe five. But then you read, like, then I read some that these guys go on for, like, ever. Yeah. But they take breaks. Like, it's book from the series, and then it's something has nothing to do with anything. Like, anything of the sort. And then they go back. And then they do that. And then they go back. Yeah, I don't know if with this dystopian series, I I I don't know if I'll take a break. I mean, they're all they're not all going to be direct sequels, you know. Like you won't have to read one book to read the next. 
But at the same time, it'd be nice to just run through them all. But I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. Well, like for me at the Irrational series, I just instead of just having like the first story and then something different and then the second story and then something different, it just was like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I have two more I have to do and then that's cut yeah. or dry. That's it. Yeah, with short stories, it's a little different because there's a lot less time involved. But yeah, I, I feel like for me at most, I could probably get well, if I'm really motivated that year, I could probably get two books out a year. So without school. So, you know, and, but the, the real question is, though, is I forgot the question. Um, basically, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I want to rush out three novels that are, you know, interrelated in that way, but also at the same time, you don't, you know, each novel kind of sets up the stage for the next one, you know. The, the first dystopia book sets up everything that, you know, that the antagonist of the second book only exists because of what happens in the first book. And then the same with the third one. And, and it's, you know, the first one has a lot to do with, it's, it's dystopian, but it's more climate-based. It's more, you know, Manhattan's underwater kind of stuff. That kind of, that, I mean, it's more than that. It's basically like looking at all the bad things that happen as a result of climate change that people don't really think about and then throwing it into this book and using it to cause a sort of global chaos that breaks the sort of world order that we think of now or know of now and then it is reshaped by the end of the century end of our century and so and that's the, that's the world that you see in the second book and you see what what you know who, who is in power you know this, this kind of goes back to the building of uh, politics and cultures. What what's the world like in this after in this post sort of climate collapse world? You know who is in charge or what kind of systems of governance are in charge? You know if you look at today, some people say you know the proper form of government to get through this is with you know communism or socialism or maybe a form of fascism or whatever. And so the the question is which one of those or you know does one of those win out or maybe do they all lose out? Maybe there's something else that we haven't even thought of yet that is the functioning, you know, government. Yeah. Also, what are the people like? What are the, do the people's principles and uh, the people's ways of living? Does that change, you know? Do people find value in things they previously didn't find value in? Like, you know, and so all these questions are kind of things that I would look at for, the, yeah. Yeah, once again, I'm out of breath. That's good. No, it's it. It's definitely we we could definitely tell from today's conversation <laughs> that you are a very. It's something that I could learn actually from your ex- explanations <laughs> of like how detailed you like certain like your worlds, mm-hmm. and then I mean your characters are sort of they're not left off to the side, but they're not as yeah focused on yeah well. The- Depends on again. I want to say it depends on the book because like I've got a couple That's other also books true. where characters are like they're the big thing. But in these dystopian books, in many ways, the world is the main character. And um, a, I think somebody told me that the Brave New World was kind of like that, which is a, a dystopian book by Aldous Huxley, something like that. I think. But uh, in, in a way, like the what your the character development is the world's development. You know where. Mm. Where is that world going? And I will say I've done a lot more character, real, uh, 
world development than character development for this dystopia series because in a way it's like I'm using existing an existing world and existing structures, but I'm also taking it on a radical journey, <laughs> you know, into the future. So like, you know, yeah. And so at the, there's a bit more world building than in this like fairly human where like, you know, there's just zombies. That's the only major factor. Maybe a highway's closed down, but here we're looking at towns that might not be habitable anymore, you know, or for example, there's a, I think it was in Alaska. I, I had this little, I wrote a little short story that I actually published on my website, but it was world, it was basically world building. And it was the dropping of global temperatures caused this virus that was previously encapsulated in ice in Alaska. To, it caused the ice to melt and release the virus. And so this virus starts like spreading in Alaska and Canada. And that's a, that's a whole other thing. You know, what is it? What does that do? What does that lead to? And you look at, uh, you know, like, you know, you can just, yeah, there's so many things you can do with it. I'm so excited talking about it. So, I mean, we could make this a whole. I could go on for hours talking we about could. my plans. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean we, could, we could have another interview session and just let you go. Just, but <laughs> I don't know if people want to hear me talk that much. Have a book talk and just be like, go. What? That would be interesting. Uh, a future uh, episode idea where we just we talk about a book that we want to work on or that we're working on or have previously worked on. Maybe that's something. That's Maybe an idea. If anyone wants to hear that, uh, let us know in the comments below. That would be uh, that would pretty be cool. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I could, I've got a lot of plans for this, this series. And honestly, it, it all came from, it all came from an idea that I got earlier this year. I read, I might've uh, talked about it on the podcast once before, but I, I watched a movie by, was produced by Michael Moore, but it was made by somebody else. And it was on basically the state of green energy and what progress we've made since acknowledging that, you know, global temperatures are rising. And it was like absolutely abysmal, you know, how, what the progress we made. So it, I was like, oh, wow. I thought we were actually much better off than we were, but maybe we're not. So like dig more into it, you know, I read this article. Um, I think actually bought guy who wrote its book but i don't remember the book and it's somewhere oh no it's not it's somewhere in this mess of crap but uh, i think it's actually here the uninhabitable earth i read an article by david wallace wells who talked about uh basically kind of some of the some of the things that we can expect to happen over the next 100 or 200 years and so it's like okay well that sounds horrible <laughs> you know and so i'm like let me take all these bad things and then just shrink it down into you know a series of events that happen in like the 24s you know 2060s and then i take uh, well i take uh, so I, that's one thing that happens but this goes back to like politics and culture i'm also throwing on top of that i'm throwing the existing political shitstorm that exists in america right now and i'm throwing that on top of it you know like i i was just writing the other day about the that there's going to be actual culture wars like i mean wars you know where people die and because it's going you know, hopefully in the real world, it doesn't happen and or escalate that way. But in this other world, it does. And so that leads into a series of events that like it's, God, maybe we should Man, this, is, this is a whole other thing, a whole other idea that we need to unpack, I think, at a later date, because oh, I yeah, feel I like you could go for another hour and a half. Now, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but... God. 
they want to keep the people waiting yeah, yeah more. <laughs> so well and also so it's not a todd written like todd driven episode i have more to like yeah you know all right maybe produce. maybe in the next episode we'll, we'll pick up from where we're at and we that's, can it's a good maybe, idea because we could talk more on character building too because we, we kind of touched on it but we don't think we got into it enough and i yeah i can you know or i could i could i have more i could talk about on character building too so I, I realize I talk a lot sometimes. Like, I, I, I just, I just need to bring more to the table. <laughs> hey, don't worry, it's all good. <laughs> Sorry for talking uh, yeah. too much. I won't lie. Like, no, I, it's good. It's it, it helps project. You know, move not only move the podcast along swiftly, but also it, it takes away the dead air that I have sometimes. Like I, okay, I drew I drew a map. That's the extent <laughs> of what I did today, uh, or what I did with my story uh well so maybe maybe next time we'll focus more on characters because you can talk more about your your main detective i could talk i got a couple other books that are very character driven and have nothing to do with world building at all so i could i could touch on those too so uh yeah make this a little mini series that's good that's a good idea yeah a little series within the series you know there you go so all right well i guess we should wrap it up now before i go on another tangent you know we don't. We, we want. We want to keep these listeners on the edge of their seats for next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> and next week, I'll I'll tell you what happens at the end of the book. There you go. Maybe. Not really, because I'm not. Yeah. I mean, oh, I could, I mean, but I'm not going to. One final note before I go. I've done all this character, or all this world building for this dystopia series. I haven't done any real story ideas. I, like if I've just been crafting this world, I still don't know who the main character is. I still don't know. Uh, what what the story is going to look like. I mean, it's not going to be a traditional good guy versus bad guy. It's going to be something else. But I'll figure that out another time because I'm just building worlds, you know? Who cares about the story? I made an actual culture war. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, but, man. Yeah, I mean, I, like the, the politics, like... Okay, yeah, let's just end it here. Yeah, yeah we got it. We got it. We got to stop because you're going to go on another uh, rant. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for watching. Oh, thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on uh, wherever else we are. <laughs> check out our, our websites. Uh, they are linked on the page somewhere. At the very least, I know they're linked on the homepage. But, you know, tabbar.com, Andrew. Eskamara.com slash Wix or something like that, right? Oh, I found out today. If you Google Andy Kamara, first the first thing that pops up is my website now. So you don't have to scroll down Google, just right there. Because yeah, again, I don't it's sad. It's very terrible of me, but I don't know actually how it's I think it's Andrew Kamara. You know who needs but to know when you've got search engine optimization. You know? Type in my name, Andy, and then Kamara C-A-M-A-R-R-A. Boom. First thing. It's a lot of letters. All right. Well, that, a lot of vowels. Yes, yes. Can I buy a vowel, please? But anyways, so thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time where we continue this conversation. And hopefully, I don't talk as much because hopefully you know, I have nobody wants to hear to me talk to the table this much. What? And hopefully, I have more to bring to the table. I should oh. have more to bring to the table. You probably do have plenty to bring to the table. I just won't shut up, and so you don't have an opportunity to actually say what you got to say. So here's what you got to do. You got to you got to just raise your voice you got to be like listen Todd shut up stop talking for once in your life which you know, it's kind of funny I'm actually really quiet normally so like same is, that's I don't yeah it's kind of you know different but, it's a good outlet yeah it's great 
It's great. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all, folks. Come back and see us again next time. And remember to like and subscribe. That way you can see more of this content in the future.